0: Today, uh, we get to do a two-week series you know, called Worship Matters. Now, uh, my brain is a little fuzzy because I just got back from the Philippines. You know, I'm excited to be able to share with you guys in the, in the next couple weeks about you know, what God did these last 10 days as we partnered with Uganda, with China, and with our Philippine partners. Amazing things that God is setting the stage for how he wants us as Valley Real Life to be a part of that. And, and one of the aspects of that is this idea of worship. It's interesting that regardless of language, uh, we were able to worship with one another because we are all worshipers. All of us are. Whether you believe in God or not, the Bible actually says that we will either worship God or we will worship his creation. That we've actually been designed to actually want to elevate Things or people above where they should actually be, that he actually created and wired us this way to either worship him or worship his creation. Now, as Americans, it's so easy to spot in our culture. Uh, we worship sports figures, uh, TV, music, and movie stars. Uh, we even have a TV show called American Idol, right, that uh, helps us to elevate people beyond where they should be elevated. Now, to worship something or someone Is to elevate that person to where a place that only God should be. The Bible calls that an idol. And so anything uh, that takes the place of God in our lives is an idol. And understand this, sometimes the gifts of God or the blessings of God become the idols that replace him. Uh, I don't know if you've been in a situation, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people where they pray for something in their lives. Like I pray for a relationship. So, I get a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or a spouse, and, and God provides that blessing or that gift. But that very gift or blessing eventually becomes the thing that takes His place, and you stop seeing that person connecting with God or with His people. Uh, Sometimes you you pray for a job and, and God provides that job, but yet that job gets all consuming and it takes you away from him and it takes you away from the family. Sometimes you pray for kids and you have a kid, but then your entire world gets centered on the kid instead of centered on the God who provided the child. The very blessings or gifts of God can become very easily the idols that replace him. Now we are created by God to worship him. Now worship is a lifestyle and there's many ways that God has called us to worship him. But for these two weeks, we want to narrow in specifically about what he says about worshiping him through song. And so this week we're going to look at why we worship and we're going to have Eric Svensson, who's our worship leader, actually give us half of the sermon today. So I'm so excited for you actually to hear his heart to be able to do that in just a few seconds. And then next week, you know, on Palm Sunday, uh, we're going to talk about um, how we can worship. There's different ways to worship God through song. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about how weird it kind of is that God created all of us with the ability to sing, all right, right? You, you can speak, you can listen, you, we sleep, we work, but he created all of us to sing. Now, I didn't say sing well. I just said we say he did create us all with a voice to be able to sing. And the question is, why why does he want us to sing why does he want us to be able to use our voices to sing and i would make the case that the primary reason is so that we can worship him now this is where some of you might begin to think well i don't like singing or i'm not a good singer and i wonder if that excuses us from the call that god asks us to do in terms of worshiping him through song Uh, it would be like if you and i were saying as a follower of jesus christ Well, I'm not good at praying, and I don't like to pray, so I'm not going to pray. Or I'm not good at serving, I don't like to serve, so I'm not going to serve. I'm not good at giving, I don't like to give, so I I, I don't give. I don't think it excuses us from the desire that God has to be worshipped through song. Now, here's what you need to know. Worship through song matters greatly to God. Worship through song is actually prayers to melody. It's one of the ways that we express Our thanks, our appreciation, our adoration, our love, our commitment happens through song. In fact, Psalms chapter 100 verses 1 through 5 says, Shout with joy to to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture, enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. His unfilling love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. See, worship through song puts us in our proper place before a holy God. When you do that, you recognize where are you and I compared to where God is. For example, when we came in today, and as we come in almost every single week, we have a chance to worship God through song. And I wonder, for just a second, if you could be real and evaluate yourself. Did you worship him? Did you thank him for what he's done? Did you express your deepest part of your heart and your love to God? Or honestly, let's be honest, did you show up and watch the band sing some songs? Is that a tendency for you to do? To come in and be like, well, I'm a man, and I don't really sing, and so I just, I just kind of observe, you know, and I just kind of, just kind of let the band do their thing. See, true worship is based on the desire to honor God. See, worship is not based on my likes or my dislikes. It's not based on my personal preferences, and it's not based on my priorities. The focus of worship isn't based on me. The focus of worship is based on him. Now, I think if we're not careful, we can miss the absolute importance of worship, and we focus on the stage and the people on the stage, because we think if you're on the stage, then you must be important because they're on the stage. There's light shining on these people, and they're singing and playing and doing all their stuff, and so if you have no context for church whatsoever, you would just assume that they're here for who? They're here for us. That they're, they're not though, they're not here for us, they're here for God. They're called to be worship leaders. Their heart's desire is to draw us, to lead us into the presence of God. See, the audience that we are all here for is not for them and not for you, the audience is one. That we are here to worship him through song. So when we come into this place, it's not about, hey, I don't like that song, or I wish that they would play that other song. It's not about you. It's about him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That is what we're here for, to collectively together lift up the name of our Savior Jesus Christ and our Creator God. See, worship through song matters to God, and he puts us, and it puts us in a proper place before him. Secondly, Worship through song connects our hearts to his. I mean, think about scripture. Almost every time you see God do something, say something in scripture, the people's response was to sing. If you go to the Old Testament and you read, God showed up, God did this, God said this, they would either build an altar, and even as they're building a remembrance, some stone of remembrance, they would then sing and thank God for what he had said and what he had done. Worship was a natural response to what he has done. In Ephesians chapter 5, it says this, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourselves making music to the Lord in your hearts. It connects our hearts with him. It's why so many of us have certain connections to certain worship songs. Uh, There is a time in your life for many of you, and maybe you're not quite there yet, where maybe there was a song that touched your heart was the reason that you came to faith in the first place. Maybe there was a season in your life where things were not going well and there was these songs that had meaning. In the same way, That those of you who are not followers of Christ, you'll have the same nostalgic when you listen to the radio of songs that played in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. It hearkens you back, it reminds you of seasons and times in your life. In the same way, the spiritual songs can remind us of the seasons and times and circumstances into our life that connects us with Him. But when we praise God, it changes things especially our perspective. Here's what I would challenge you to do. If you're having a bad day, try praising God and watch to see your perspective change. So you can't enter the presence of God because all of a sudden it puts that bad day into perspective compared to God, and it actually changes the entire focus of your day. See, worship through song matters to God, And it puts us in a proper place before him. Secondly, worship through song connects our hearts with his. And lastly, worship through song connects our hearts actually with one another. There's something that you can't replicate that can only take place when we do together even in this age of information, even with technology, where we can listen to all the songs that we want, as many songs, you know, as we could ever dream of worship songs, and we could worship God on our own, which is great. There's still something different that happens when we worship together. See, one of the fascinating things in the, in the Philippines is we had four different countries represented, four different languages And yet what happened was, is when somebody was singing a song in their language, I didn't understand a single word that they were saying. But when I was singing, my heart was bonded to them and theirs to mine. See, when we come together, it's not like when the reason that people go to concerts is because they want the experience. They're getting a little taste of how God actually wired us that when we sing worship songs to him, it bonds us with one another. It connects us to each other with God at the center. See, in Colossians 3.16 says, Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. How do we do it? Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. This is the why that God has called us to worship him. Now, I'm going to invite Eric up because you need to hear how God used worship to get a hold of this man's life, how God connected his heart to Eric through his story, his journey, and his experience. Now, as he comes up, you need to understand, Eric has been sick since Tuesday, and so he is just powering through, and so give him grace, give him patience, give him understanding. The other thing you need to know is as comfortable as Eric is, you know, on stage, you know, worshiping, uh, Eric, uh, how many times have you ever given a sermon?
1: I actually, last service, I realized I did. I preached like 25 years ago one time. Okay. And it was the last time I ever preached there. There
0: you go. (laughs) So this is only the second time, you know, that he has done this in his life. So you might think it's comfortable for him there. Much more uncomfortable out here he said Dan let me give you an idea you're leading worship next week and I was like okay this ought to be interesting you know so that uncomfortableness and so I'm excited because here's what I can tell you about Eric my heart is connected to this man in such a way that I can tell you honestly when he leads us in worship I'm a better preacher When he guides us, because it connects my heart to God, it connects my heart to him, and it connects my heart with you to prepare me to be able to give what God has. And so, once again, we'll just give it up for Eric as he he presents us.
1: You know, I have have the honor, honestly, to partner with him on stage uh, week after week, and Ryan, too, who on Thursday did just a great job as well. Ryan, yeah. We are so blessed, absolutely so blessed. So I'm just going to give you a quick kind of about my life. Uh, I've just realized that uh, I've been here almost, almost going on 15 years, and I've never really talked about me. And so I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit. So for those that you're new, I'm so thankful you're here. I hope there's something in this for you because i really, really am happy you're here. I'm happy you picked this place because I can tell you this. I'm not the regular preacher, so just know that. We have some really good speakers here. Um, at 10 years old, I was sitting in front of a piano at home, and I was playing, and I had a little sign, I'll never forget this, I had a little sign on the piano, and it said the, the Shooting Stars. And I looked at that, and I was like, that's going to be the name of my band someday. <laughs> the Shooting Stars, isn not that sound like a great name? But I looked at that, and I thought that was going to be it. And so <laughs> I, I, I sit here, and I, I think, I chuckle back, and I think about, here I am standing in front of you able to lead worship for all these years, and to see the biggest thing that I love, that I walk, when you guys walk in here, and I've been seeing this for years, I'll see some of your faces, and I've been there too. You know, we're having a tough day. If there's ever a battle in your life, ever a battle or a time when it's like, yeah, why are, why are we arguing right now? Where are the kids all acting up? Getting to church. I think we have another, vow. a lot of people get vouch for that. It's just sometimes, <laughs> that just seems to be the time that people just, oh, this is hard to get to church. But when you get here, I can see it happen. And that's what I love worship so much for, is because I watch you all connect with God and I watch what happens in your lives and I see the change and I'm like, it's worth it. This is so worth doing this. So I was, grow- I was raised, up, raised up in Seattle at um, a Norwegian home, not a, not a Christian home. In fact, the, <laughs> I look back and I think about Christmas and Easter And Easter, I saw people go to church, and I'm like, why are people going to church on Easter? Because we've only known bunny rabbits and eggs. That was all I knew. And so when people told me they went to church on Easter, I was like, what in the world? So I didn't understand that. And then Christmas, I was like, I kind of knew something about a little baby in a manger, but I like Santa Claus because he brings gifts. I didn't know about this. (laughs) So, you know, it's just this very distant, very disconnected with with, uh, Christianity and, and the Bible. So I was like, didn't know anything about that. So fast forward, graduated from high school, got a scholarship in music, so excited. I won the scholarship, and it was a scholarship to take me to Norway, where I'd always wanted to go. And so I decided, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. I went to Norway, studied music, and absolute amazing, amazing year. Did not know that the school was a Christian school. (laughs) I didn't understand Norwegian well enough to understand what this word frisirken was. I was like, frisirken, I don't know what that means. And so, we were talking and having a great time, and I was like, people, I was listening to them, they're talking about God, and and I'm thinking I understood, because I didn't understand a lot of Norwegian, but I was kind of understanding a little bit, and they were talking about God, and I was like, I don't care, I'm just going to study music. That's what I came here for. But little did I know, day after day, day after day, I'd watch them, and I'd listen to them talk, and I'd think, there's something different about these people. There's something different that I had never seen in my life, and there was something that I wanted And I listened to them talk, and I remember I would always kind of test them. I would push them a little bit farther than I should have sometimes, and they were always so nice back to me. Why are you guys so nice? They're always like this word forgiveness. I don't think I even understood what that word was, but they were just so kind to me. And so, little throughout this time, they would start sharing verses with me. And if any of you have never, ever opened up a Bible before, and that could happen. Some of you have never opened a Bible. I I had never opened, I didn't know what, I knew what a Bible was, because I think we had a family Bible, you know, the 400 pound one in our (laughs) house that I couldn't, I I opened it up one time and I tried to figure, I couldn't figure it out. So someone told me a verse, and I said, you need to help me with this. I mean, what's, I didn't understand. So they walked through and I would get verses. So I get a verse every day. I don't think they were teaming up on me. I think they were just going, this guy needs some help. So they were giving me verses and little did I know, I could not stop reading. And so I had a Bible, it was a living Bible, and thank God for the Gideons. And so I'm sitting there reading it and I'm like, this is so real. This is so present day. There's no way that this was written how many thousands of years ago. It absolutely floored me. And the the more I read it, the more I realized, I don't know what this is all about, but I need this. Whatever this book is talking about, this is for me. And so I Sat and read it and read it, read it and I finally said, okay, I gotta find out. Somebody, please help me out. What is this Christianity, Christian, what is that stuff? And someone said, go talk to the priest or the pastor or whatever it was. I'm like, I don't even know who the pastor is. I don't even know what that even means. I mean, I was just so distant from all of this. And so finally, and by the way, it was a Lutheran school. God bless Lutherans. If any of you have been a Lutheran, thank God for them because I'm here because of a Lutheran school. Well. So I'm asking people, and finally, someone looked at me and just said, Eric, it's this simple. All you got to do is pray to Jesus, have him come in your heart, and he'll forgive you all your sins, and your life will be changed forever. I'm like, are you serious? That's all it takes, and I've been asking for all this time. So finally, I did that. God, on my knees said, God, I need you. I don't know what to, I don't even know how to pray, but God, here I go. And from that day, my life has completely changed. Came back, let's fast forward, came back to America. Graduated from college in Norway. Excited to share this new news with my family. I could not wait for them to hear about this news I had. I could live forever. I mean, I have Jesus in my heart. My life has completely changed. He's forgiven me all my sins. i have like, looked at my family and I started to share my heart. They didn't have the same excitement that I did. In fact, they had actually heard about Jesus before when they were kids, and they rejected them. And so when I started bringing it back up, it was not a good sight. And so I'm like, okay, this is tough. This is tough. So I'm going to do something. I'm going to try to still please my family because I love my family, and I, I didn't want to lose them. And so I said, I'm going to be an architect. So I, <laughs> so I went to college, and I studied architecture, and I was like, this is going to be great. But something in me was burning. Something in me I could not get rid of something was changing in me. And I realized I needed Bible school. And so I was sitting down, listening to a song and I'm gonna try to sing to you. I'm gonna lower the key, but I'm gonna try to sing. There was a song that I heard and I know a lot of you have heard a lot of music throughout your life and music, it does. It, It stirs up emotion, it stirs things up. And I heard this one and I was like, what in the world? Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other Jesus is the way when I'd heard this I actually wasn't even sure what he was the way for Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other Jesus is the way that song connected with me so much, and I could not figure out what it was. And it wasn't until years later I realized that was, that was God's presence. He was, he was so nice enough to show up. Even with, before I knew Him, He showed up with that song, and His presence was so real. And so then, then I heard another song, and I thought, okay, I like this one. And soon and very soon We are gonna see the King Soon and very soon We are gonna see the King Soon and very soon We are gonna see the King Hallelujah We're gonna see the King I heard that song and I said Okay, that's what I wanna do yeah. I said That touched me. That stuff, I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 I can do this stuff. And so I go to college. I'm like studying for architecture, and I go, nope, this isn't working. I said, something about the Bible, I just knew I needed to know more about this. I just felt so foreign. Someone even asked me, someone asked me to read out of the book of Job. Well, I opened it up, and I said, the book of Job. And I started reading. And I heard chuckles just like this. And I was like, what did I say? It says job. So that, I mean, it's just literally nothing, no idea. So I go to Bible college and I'm first year, absolutely amazing year, getting to know the Bible, just getting to know about this God that I accepted. And it was then I knew, I felt God say, okay, you're called. And I felt like something in me changed. Like I was called in a full-time ministry. And I'm like, I didn't know what that was. But I knew I was going to do this the rest of my life. And so I stood, <clears throat> I stood in church during worship. And uh, back then, this is so far, well, <laughs> so long ago, it was not a worship pastor, it wasn't even a, a, a name, worship leader. It was a music director. That's what they used to have. And so they would get up. And, Tell me if you guys remember this. <laughs> okay, remember that? Yeah. Well, I saw that, and I thought, that's, that's what it is? That's what it has to be to be a leader of music? Okay. So I was asked, Eric, do you want to lead the music? And I said, yeah, sure. So I got up, and sure enough, I look it over, and I'm like, this is the most awkward thing I've ever done in my life. But okay, here we go. And I did this, and I looked over, and I saw my, the dean of the college that I was at, and he was stumping down, slumping down his chair like this, hiding. He realized I was so uncomfortable and so awkward. And so I realized at that moment, I will never do this again. I will never be a worship or a music pastor, music leader. I was like, that's it. So I said, okay, then I'm going to be a senior pastor. That's it. I, I just, I want to be something. So I know, okay, I'm going to be a speaker. So I got up and I tried to preach and I hated it. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. And after I was done, I said, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) Never preaching. I said, okay, then I'm a missionary. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a missionary. So I started going into missionary. I was like, no, this isn't actually working either. I'm like, what in the world? Okay, what is full-time ministry? I don't understand it. Finally, one Sunday, I was at a church, and I saw someone leading worship for the first time that I can remember. And I connected and God's presence showed up in such a tangible way in my heart, I can never forget that moment going, that, God, is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to bring what, that person with that team, I want to bring that presence into this place. I would love that. And so <laughs> I look at that and I think, what in the world? There was no worship leaders hardly even existing back then. 35 years ago, I've been doing this, and absolutely loving every chance to get in front of you. It always it hasn't always been easy, but it's always been rewarding. It's been this ability to just look at your faces and know what's happening and how God is speaking to all of you and moving as you guys sing together. If you think some of you have, I see some gray hair, but some of you heard some songs from the 70s, and some of those songs moved you. Some of those songs changed you. Some of those songs you connected with. I love you, Lord. I lift my voice to worship you. Some of you know that song. And it was one of those songs that just connected. Then you go, you go forward to the 80s. Maybe some songs from there connected with you. Lord, I lift your name on high. You came from heaven to earth. Or how about awesome God? There's a river, Awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He rolls up the sleeves, like putting on the writs or whatever that was. But awesome God. <laughs> and then in the 90s, shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Forever, I love you, forever, I'll sing and then of course then you go into the 2000s then you have an I'll stand with hearts high and hearts abandoned the stand and then also the amazing love but i think about these eras and i think about these decades and i think about the connection that you had that i had that the songs that moved me and i go when those songs come on the radio or if i listen to them some of them don't come on the radio anymore cuz they're not around but when i listen to them i just i go back I go back to those moments, but then I think about it, I'm like, what's happening right now? What's happening right now in my life? On Thursday, Ryan asked me a question. He said, Eric, what's your favorite worship song? You're the worship leader here. What's your favorite worship song? And I had a total blank. I just said, I, I don't have one. I said, but I do have a, a one on a monthly basis. There's one that I connect with monthly, sometimes weekly. And it's something that I feel like I'm singing, and God stirs in me. And it just, and I realized, some of us we're stuck in a in a decade, and we don't want to get out of that. We we'll kind of stay there. And God is just, cha- I'm challenging you. I'm asking that you would be challenged to step out beyond what you're comfortable with, what your songs that you like to choose, and say, God, I need to move today. I still go back to those old songs. Trust me, I love some of that stuff. But I'm just saying, God, He is here, and He wants to do something fresh in you. And He wants to challenge you to say, I want to sense God's presence today. What is that like? What does that even feel like? Just as I'm wrapping up here, I think about Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, in God's presence, only people that ever existed that actually were able to be together with God and just enjoy Him. I, I think about that, and I'm just like, could you imagine being able to just be with God and they were in his presence? And then there was, of course, sin happened and we had a lot of stuff happen and then we had the veil, we have all the, the tabernacle and everything for anybody to get into God's presence. But it was for centuries and centuries that it was only one person every year, the high priest that was able to go into God's presence. I don't know if that even, it, to me it's still, I, I say that, it just blows my mind, that a God who is a God of love who wants to be with you, wants to be with us, he said the only way he could do it was a priest once a year to come into the Holy of Holies to be with him, once a year. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. So then we fast forward, we go to Jesus on the cross. He's on the cross, and he says these last words, he says, it is finished. And at that very moment, the Bible says the veil that separated us that separated us from God, was torn from top to bottom. And if you have any idea what that veil was like, the Bible says it was 60 feet high. So 60 feet, I mean, this is 30 feet ceilings. You can imagine, 60 feet high, and some scholars say it was four inches thick. And it was torn from top to bottom. I get such an amazing sense of God's heart when I think that here is this veil that's separating him from us. And the moment Jesus dies on the cross, it is torn from top to bottom. God could not wait to be with you. God could not wait for you to come in and be with him. It just stirs me so much. And I think what a God of love. He wanted so much to be with you and for us to experience his presence. And we can do that every day. We have that opportunity. And I'm gonna ask the worship team to come up right now. But if you have never ever experienced what it is like to be in God's presence. He's here right now, and I totally believe that this could be the first chance for you to break into that and go, God, I need your presence. My life needs your presence. If you've experienced God's presence, and it's been a long, long time since you've experienced it, I just pray for a fresh, fresh, new infilling today as we sing. God is here, and he so wants to just be your friend he just wants to be with you guys he really does he everything about him is love and he loves you guys so much so as we sing this please let's just worship him God I can't imagine what my life would have been like if I'd never experienced your presence if I'd never experienced what it was like to be your friend. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity, God, to do this on a weekly basis, God, on a daily basis. It's not just here, but God, I get a chance to worship you at home, in my car. I get a chance to sing to you. I get a chance to just honor you with everything I am. And God, you are there. God, I will never take that for granted. And I pray none of us here will take it for granted that you're here right now. We love you for that, Jesus' name.